What if all the problems you're experiencing weren't because of someone else, but because of something rooted deep in your own mind? Would you have the courage to pluck it out? Or would you just keep living the life you've gotten used to? Years ago, Aaron File from mindfixgroup.com was faced with a debilitating physical condition that affected every aspect of her life. When she one day realized that her biggest challenge was how she understood the problem, she began a journey to fix her mind and got her body back as a result. She now helps people from all walks of life uproot beliefs about themselves that are holding them back from a fulfilling life. Join us for a potentially life-changing conversation and, of course, five big questions here on Made to Thrive. Are you tired of just going through the motions? Do you know that there's more to life, but you aren't sure how to become all God made you to be? Are you looking for a community of people who aren't perfect either, but who want to be fully alive? This is Made to Thrive. Each week, we encourage, equip, and empower you on your journey as we interview experts and share resources to help you every step of the way. Let's thrive together. Aaron File, welcome to Made to Thrive. Thanks so much, so much for being here. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. And I know my listeners are going to be excited because it's been like, I don't know, 25 episodes in a row of guys. <laughs> so just, it's nice to just, my sisters, my mom, they're all happy. <laughs> Thank you for mixing it up and giving us a more rational perspective. <laughs> I do what I can. That's right. That's right. Thanks for being who you are. That's very helpful. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I'd love to, I, I, um, we connected through Shane and Jocelyn Sams and Shane was on uh, episode 14 of our podcast talking about imposter syndrome, which is probably a great, maybe even a great place to start <laughs> for our conversation, but we connected through them and, and I've got to see firsthand the work that MindFix does. MindFix, it's a mindfixgroup.com, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, through, you know, you're, you working with them and, uh, and being able to just, you know, help them make, make some, make some changes in, in their lives. And, you know, I got kind of excited because I was like, this is, this is really cool. I've seen the outcomes. I have no idea about the process, but the outcomes are good. So um, I'm excited to have you on and, and just share a little bit about, you know, kind of how you got started in this work. Sure. So uh, I've always been interested in, in why people do what they do and why we act the way we act in human behavior. You know, I took psychology in high school. I, I got an undergraduate degree in psychology, hmm. but I veered, veered off and went into uh, the world of websites and consulting for hmm. about a decade and a half. And what ended up happening is as that decade and a half wound down, um, it looked like I had everything on the outside. Like I had, you know, a house, I had a partner, I had the dream life, um, you know, made our clients millions of dollars and everything looked really shiny and pretty. But if you looked kind of cracked me open and looked inside, you would have seen like imposter syndrome and you would have seen mm. a really harsh inner critic and you would have seen mm. a lot of um, self almost like self-hate, but just like lack of approval of self and this sense of never being good enough, um, fear that everything was going to go away. And so there was all of that brewing and bubbling inside, despite the beautiful outward appearance. And I had done so many books and therapies and courses and worked with coaches and tried all the different things over the years to address that. Nothing 
nothing really ever seemed, not even just to work, but nothing seemed to make a dent. Like I was mm. no better off at 35 than when I was beating myself up at 15, you know, playing so- high school soccer. You just got better at it. I just got better. <laughs> I just improved. <laughs> I got became, better at being Well, bad. you practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said. Um, <laughs> So it's funny, you know, I ended up getting pulled back to my roots and my passion about human behavior. And Mm. it was, it wasn't, it wasn't planned though. That's the thing. I, I ended up experiencing um, chronic pain and I started going to doctors. Mm. Nobody could end up figuring out what was wrong. I started to become more and more depressed. I started to have anxiety and again, nothing seemed to help with Mm my mind and how I was feeling and my thoughts. And so one day I kind of just like, I threw up my hands. I'm like, I need to figure something out for me. I'm tired of going to other people and looking for the solutions. I need to figure something out that works and it has to work fast because I can't, I, Mm. I can't keep, living life like this it's actually becoming unbearable can i pause that for a sec too because i've come across this a lot in the last six to ten months of almost the the tough spot people are in who have dealt with some sort of pain you know emotional or physical or whatever it is and the road that's offered to them is so long like you're but you're looking you're saying look the solution that gets me to back to me, you know, or, or, or maybe even a higher level of, of existing yeah. can't be a three or four year couch session or like, it has to be like, I, I need something that works fast. That's so counter to what a lot of, how probably the industry, it probably benefits them <laughs> to, to have it take a while, which is, you know, a discussion for another time. But like, did you even think that was possible to, because no one's offering that or very few people are. Yeah. I think I've, I've always been impatient and I've mm. always looked for things that were quicker and it, it got to a point where it just wasn't a question. Like the, the woman that the coach that I was seeing, she's like, we're going to explore this over the next, she literally said three or four years. <laughs> and I was so revolted by that. And I was like, I need to be able to make progress now because it, especially having come through a lot of the pain and physical stuff where they're like, we're going to test this for three months and you get to the end of three months and you find out it didn't work for you. I don't want to go through the rest of my life trying something for three or four years. And then after four years, I'm told it doesn't work. Something should like, we should be able to know that it's making some sort of difference in our mental state quickly. That that's my approach. Now there are other things. And I have learned this, that, that do take a long time. Um, I am, I am dealing with a a mold infection, for example, in my body and I can't snap my fingers as much as I was like, oh, cool. So I get rid of the mold source and I'm better. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. You have to go through a detox and it's a process and you have Mm. to clear your pathways. There are things that take a while, but when it comes to the mind, when it comes to being able to change our thoughts and how we feel and how we see the world, if there's not an underlying physical, like a mold thing or a nervous system issue, Mm -hmm. we have found that it is absolutely possible 100% to see rapid transformation and rapid shifts in how you think and feel. Because so many of the reasons why we have those issues, it's, it's these processing glitches underneath the surface that can be cleared out and pulled away. 
and you're mm. left with a different way of thinking. So it's subtraction instead of addition of, of new techniques. Wow. That's so interesting. So something that has, I mean, we joked about, you know, 20 years of feeling like garbage about yourself, you know, you become practiced at or good at it. Mm-hmm. So, it, but it doesn't have to take 20 years to get back out of it. Absolutely not. We just, we just, um, we worked with a, he was 67 or 68. He'd been going to therapy <laughs> for 30, 30 oh, or 40 years. Word. Most, you know, longer than most of our clients have been alive for these yes. same um, issues revolving self-doubt and not believing in himself, lack of confidence, and just feeling like lack of self-worth. And he was in his late sixties and within three weeks, he was laughing, (laughs) going like, it's totally gone. It's completely and totally gone. And mind you, this is not three weeks of hard work. This is three weeks with meeting with us for a couple, two hours a week, right? That's it. And so that we see it possible, even if it's been there for a long time, there are a lot of types of change that can rapidly turn things around in a short Mm. period. That's awesome. Do you, I, I, I'm immediately drawn to uh, Thoreau talked about it at the end of Walden about how he's built his cabin and he notices already in two weeks that the path between his cabin and the lake has become almost, he's starting to build a rut, you know, and he says, then that's the way our mind is thinking as well. Do you, do you have a metaphor that you use that helps people understand? Because I think we so, we so quickly have seen this a lot of the behavior becomes attached to the identity becomes really just inextricably woven into, well, this is just kind of who I am, or this is how I, how I do things or when I get angry or sad or, you know, whatever. Do you have a metaphor that helps people understand what's going on beneath the surface? Yeah, actually I have have so many different thoughts to respond to that. Um, We typically, the the metaphor that we use, um, we have two. We have kind of the metaphor of Sisyphus, where he was the the fellow who had to push the boulder up the hill every day. And then at the end of the day, the boulder rolled back down. And what it feels like for so many people is they go out there and they try to get tools to help them cope with their boulders. So they go to the gym to get stronger or they put on gloves to make it so they don't get blisters when they push the boulder uphill. And they're like, I got to deal with this boulder, right? Whether your boulder is anxiety or imposter syndrome, anger or fear of failure, you try to learn ways to cope with it. And, and our approach is like, what if we just get rid of the boulder? <laughs> and it's just, and it's just not, it's just not there. That's right. So good. And, yeah. and, and instead of giving people tools to cope with the challenges that they're dealing with, what if we look at and uncover the root causes of why you're experiencing these things so mm-hmm. that you don't have to cope with them? And that's the re- reason why change can be rapid and, and yeah. change can yeah. happen quickly is if you are trying to cope with something, right? Here's our other metaphor. It's like you're going out into your garden and you're taking some scissors and you're chopping down the weeds at the flower, you know, at the head every, every week. And that takes a lot of work and that takes a lot of effort and maybe you get sharper scissors and our, our approach is look, let's make it so the weeds don't grow back. Let's go out Mm. there with some poison and poison the roots. And then you're not having to do all this work. So when people think about change, 
whether it's in healthcare or mental health, oftentimes they really are thinking about how can I cope with these challenges that I now have in my life. Our approach is if we get rid of the root cause, then you don't have to deal with the challenge at all. And that's, that's where the fast rapid change can happen. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Just why don't you just walk away from the, from the boulder? <laughs> it's like, exactly. the, you know, the, the, who told you this was your rock <laughs> you've accepted it at some point, Tom. That's so good. I like that. Cause then I'll, and, and it's funny too, because then I think, well, okay, well, what would I do? I think it's funny to see a lot of people like, well, if I don't have these thought patterns and I like, I don't like, I spent a lot of time pushing this rock up the hill. <laughs> like, what would I do with myself? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. because of that identity adaption. Mm-hmm. That's great. So when, when someone is like, in terms of like what your, your journey, you know, our, your journey of this is, are you kind of like you were in the, like with this physical pain and, you know, running different tests and everything Were were you kind of your first test case? I was figure this stuff out. I was, I started to learn, um, back then, a, a, a technique, um, that was taught to me by the wife of the fellow who invented it. His name was Morty Lefko. He passed away from cancer mm. and I learned how to start deleting and eliminating my own beliefs, which I didn't mm. know was possible. You know, mm. you kind of say that it sounds funny, but just the same way that one day you can believe in Santa Claus when you're a kid. And then the next day after a conversation, you don't believe it for the rest of your life. Right. It is. You don't have to go back and re reconvince yourself. Exactly. And it's so true. And in the same way, there are a lot of um, our challenges that are operating as beliefs because beliefs determine what we think Mm. beliefs determine how we feel beliefs determine how we act. It's the root Everything else is a symptom. The example I give is if you believe a cat is dangerous, you're going to have thoughts of I'm in danger. When you see a cat, you're going to have feelings of anxiety. When you see a cat, you're going to have, you might run away when you see a cat. All of those things that you may try to change about your life are symptoms of the belief. And Mm. so when you can actually learn to go in and delete your your mental code and what's causing you uh, your counterproductive thoughts and your problematic feelings and your um, poor habits, and you can clear it out at that that level of like mental code. Um, that's where everything will shift really beautifully and quickly down the line. Instead of trying to address things way down the chain at the symptom level. That's so great. Are you? Do you see in terms of challenges? Like, because people are coming to you from all walks of life, all different, you know, affections for their maladaptive thought processes. <laughs> Some of it's worked for people before, right? Like, yeah, you know, how, where, where do you find that people get tripped up in your, in, in the process? Like what, are, what baggages are they bringing maybe, or, or that maybe they're not ready or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, we have found uh, one of the trickier types of client to work with is the client who has a very strong need to be right. Hmm. Um, And (laughs) when you sit down and you start to look at what's going on in their life and you start to say, okay, we're going to start to dismantle some of the problematic lines of code. We're going to clear out some of the stuck loops and the ways of thinking that are causing you suffering. When someone has a deep need to be right and that's what's kept them safe and that's what's made them money. And that's what's more important mm. to them than almost anything else. 
then the process of going in to change and shift things is seen as a threat uh, to them. And there's a lot of yeah. resistance. There's a lot of blocking. Um, and we're having to find other ways around that particular um, uh, issue. The other type of, I guess, mindset or way of thinking that we find it difficult to work with is when someone uh, has a very strong attachment to being a victim. So mm-hmm. if uh, someone says, you know, all of the things that are going on in my life are because of someone or something else, um, we can't work on something else. We can work on, well, on let's someone. Let's bring them in for our next, next session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all of my problems are because of my damn spouse. If my spouse yep. was better, yep. I wouldn't be miserable. And if my kids just listened to me, I wouldn't be upset. Right. It's so funny. If they just said the same thing about you. Yes. <laughs> right? So I, I would say that that's one of the reasons why we at least target and look to work with leaders and high performers and entrepreneurs is typically it's rare to find uh, people who are performing at a higher level have that a victim mentality. Mm. And so um, because if you come in to work with someone and change their life and reduce their suffering, but they are insistent that the cause of all of their challenges is someone else, there's not a lot you can work on. There's not a lot of space yeah. for growth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's funny too, because that's, I had a conversation, uh, one of our previous podcasts was all about rescuing people from victim mentality as a coach named Joel Cochran. And he's, and, and the biggest part of the problem is that that, that shift is the key to freedom because, uh, and, and, uh, my buddy Paul says, I can figure out a way that I'm at least 1% of responsible for anything that happens. Cause I just need that door cracked open a little bit to say, well, how do I turn that 1% into something or 2% into something, you know, that taking responsibility or getting rid of victim mindset gives you agency. It just sure doesn't feel like it. If you've been, if you've been, I don't know, if you've become accustomed to, you know, being like, there's some, there's some hard stuff people have gone through and we're not, it's not blame. It's, I'd love responsibility for making things better in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, but that's such a tough paradigm for people to adapt. Um, you know, it's like we're, we're teaching my kids right now. Like when somebody says, sorry, you don't say that's okay. You say, I forgive you because I forgive you is power. It, you're, you're saying it's not okay what you did <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> but because I, when I say I forgive you, then I'm exercising some power in, in the convert in the, in the relationship dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make it okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's gotta be a tough one to, to be able to, to wrestle with and, and to get through. But I, I hope more and more people do come on the other side of it so they can say, Hey, I was there. Like there, it's so much better <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. on the far side of this. I have so much more control of my life. That's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> I'm thinking about the, as you're, as you're walking people through, this journey, what are, what are some of the, like, I love the, the, the story of the, you know, the 67 year old guy has been, you know, kind of being able to get to a really quick transformation. Do you have any other stories or examples, maybe in your own journey of how this process, like just some fun wins? Yeah. I mean, I'm always happy to share like a big shift that it made in my life. 
Um, I, it, it's funny. I've always been, I've always been someone who's enjoyed outdoor activities and that's been mm. a big part of my life. I love to mountain bike. I love to snowboard. And yet prior to doing this work, I worked my butt off so I could do those things. But the irony was I was miserable when I was doing mm. those things. Cause I'd, I'd go out and snowboard and I'd compare myself to all the other you know, female out there. And I'd be like, I'm not as good as her. And, and, I, and I say all the other, I'd say, I compared myself to the females who are better than me, you know, the small, when you're in the ones. comparison trap, you're only, you're only looking <laughs> yes. up. Yes. Yep. So I'd be out there and I'd be like, Oh, I can't do that trick. Oh, I can't do that. That big of a jump. I can't do. And so I'd come home dejected and just hating myself, or I'd go out for a mountain bike with a uh, ride with a group of people. And I'd be like, they're having to wait for me. I'm not fast enough. I haven't trained as much as them. I can't keep up with that guy, you know, let alone he's an elite athlete, but it it was just, it it didn't matter. It was like, I'm out there trying to enjoy my life, live my life, do the things that I'm Hmm. working to be able to have the luxury to do. And yet I'd come home sometimes crying because I was so frustrated with myself doing recreational activities that I'm not being paid for. (laughs) <laughs> so, and, um, about which the, the, the people you participated with had no expectation, right? They were, of course. they probably enjoyed having you there like a bunch of chumps. Yes. Oh my God. So, so I would find my, and, and that trickled out into other areas of my mm-hmm. life, but that's just an easy one to point to is yeah. here. I was creating this life that I wanted. And then as I'm living it, I couldn't enjoy mm-hmm. it. And so when I started to do this work, I I dove into a lot of the uh, kind of lines of code and the programming and the beliefs and the conclusions I had reached about myself that I'd gotten kind of lodged into the deeper levels of my subconscious were things that were very simple. Like I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm never good enough. Whatever I do is not good enough. Mm. I'm not as good as others. You know, I'm, I'm worthless. I'm a failure. Just really simple uh, judgments that I carried around of myself um, and that's how I saw the world. That was the lens through which I mm-hmm. saw the world. And it's interesting. Only a part of me would believe that because if someone came up to me and said, <laughs> you're an awful snowboarder or you, you're no good at mountain biking, I'd say, I'm, I'm actually all right. I'm actually okay. So crazy. But, but another part of me deeper down was constantly kind of berating myself. So in doing this work, what I was able to do is identify these Uh, problematic conclusions and beliefs that I've been carrying around about myself and clear them out. And Mm. that was the beginning of being able to shift into a new way of existing in the world where that harsh inner critic and that mean voice in my brain that had been there since I was, as long as I could remember a young child was actually quiet and I wasn't constantly beating myself up, judging myself. I could go out and enjoy my activities. I could make mistakes without feeling awful and it pulling away energy. And I could just be in the world. Hmm. And it was such a tremendous relief and a shift. Um, And I've, 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 sometimes I tell the story and I forget that that's how I used to live because I haven't heard that, you know, that critical voice or judgment in my head for so long. That's so great. And then if that's not a, a benefit enough, to just have fun again, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's a big win for a lot of people who are doing great in a lot of areas of their lives, but they're, but they're not enjoying it. They're not, you know, fully just even being playful when it's time to play. That, that's a, mm-hmm. 
That's a, uh, that's a great gift, Aaron. I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's shift to five big questions. Cause I want to, I want to dive into, especially in these past few years with MindFix group, what you've been able to observe about where people are and what they can do to be able to take steps forward. And this is kind of cool because we've been focusing a lot in the past uh, number of months on seven core areas. And this is a, this is a kind of a bigger picture survey of this, um, you know, because of, because of what you guys do as far as strategies and, and those switches that people can flip for themselves. So uh, our first question in five big questions is, is why aren't more people thriving? Well, I may be biased because I talk with a lot of the people who come to me, you know, every week who say they aren't thriving or they could be thriving a lot more. Mm -hmm. And what we find is there's three areas in life that tend to hold people back. The first one is physical. So Mm. I have been, I've been not thriving as much as usual lately. And it turns out, lo and behold, I have a really strong toxic mold infection that is impacting my physical body and is having all sorts of other impacts on me. Hmm. We've had clients who had so much potential to move forward, and yet they were eating pizza and ice cream and donuts and Coca-Cola every day, and they weren't taking care of their physical body. So just- consequences physical health, i know right <laughs> physical health is just this yeah. foundational piece that a lot of yeah. people skip over um and then nervous system health is hmm. another one we've seen people who have um been in stuck in like sympathetic nervous system states or because of past traumas would drop into dorsal vagal freeze loops where their nervous system would shut down they might lose verbal processing, or they're in Mm. such an agitated state that they can't actually, they're neuro-rigid and they can't learn, they can't change very much. And that makes it difficult to exist and be and thrive. It takes your energy, it's exhausting, there's fatigue. So nervous system regulation is the second area. And then the third area is the area that we specialize in, and that's the, the area of the mind. We find that some people aren't thriving because they have these invisible mental barriers and roadblocks that are preventing them from being able to achieve the success they want and experience the happiness that they, they, they want so much. There's Mm -hmm. these ways of being, uh, ways of thinking, belief systems, belief structures, and then kind of these hidden unconscious conclusions and mental knots that people are walking through life with that are really slowing them down and acting like these balls and chains as they try to move forward towards their goals. So I would say those are the three buckets that we typically see in terms of what's preventing people from really truly thriving. I love that, especially even just discussing them as three, uh, three of them being disparate from each other, although obviously interconnected, but even just kind of naming some of these ways to help people understand a little bit of, Oh, maybe this is, maybe this is going on. I don't even Mm -hmm. see that you know, how, how that might be affecting me elsewhere. That's great. All right. Uh, we talked a little bit already about kind of what part of your journey to mind fix, but when weren't you thriving or, um, you know, for in your journey, maybe it's even kind of a time recently where you're like, Oh, I need a little checkup, (laughs) but when, when weren't you and kind of what you, what got you out of that? Yeah. I mean, I would say the big example is, is what we talked about initially in my story when I was Mm. having all the depression and anxiety and and pain. 
And it was actually learning and starting to explore the world of beliefs and changing what's in the subconscious. Mm. You know, it started with just beliefs and it's expanded to be so much more over the years and untying these mental knots and clearing out the uncovering and clearing out the hidden mental barriers. Uh, the I would say, though, you also hit the nail on the head that recently that I've definitely taken uh, uh, this step back and it was really confusing because here I've mm. done all this mind work and yet I'm experiencing the these, right. I, I'm having these bizarre symptoms hmm. where I'm having um, anxiety and I'm having um, like these unsettled feelings or these fears mm. come up that, that had nothing that wouldn't respond to mind work. And then I was having physical symptoms and I couldn't, again, kind of like years and years ago, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Well, this time around, it turned out that it was a really bad infection that was causing all sorts of other mm. uh, secondary uh, health issues in my body. And now that, you know, literally just this week, we have answers and there's reasons for what's going on and how it's impacting the nervous system and the brain and things like that. So uh, again, if I had just sat in this, you know, some high throne saying, no, everything is mind work. Everything is mindset. Everything is <laughs> mental. And it I, has to be, that's I my company. Kept, right? <laughs> yeah. And if I had just kept trying to come at it from a mind perspective, yeah, yeah. I'd be in a world of hurt. So exploring the other possibilities and the other arms are, are always important. And that's what awesome. served me this time around. Good, good. All mm -hmm. right. So you can, you, you can use this as an example of a person, maybe uh, an amalgam of clients, or maybe just what you aspire to, what does it look like to thrive for you? Mm. That's a beautiful question. Thriving is living in the world um, with excitement, hope, possibility, and love and connection versus mm. fear and lack of safety. Um, it's, it's being able to wake up and feel excited about a day instead of dreading what's ahead. <laughs> I would say those are kind of the two ends of the spectrum um, that we see and getting to move people towards the thriving end of the spectrum is our honor and something that we're really passionate yeah. about. Yeah. That's exciting. And especially because you know how many people wake up with that feeling of dread mm -hmm. or scarcity or fear uh, and how they could be the same person tomorrow with that different approach and the world is different you go through the world with an abundance mindset and you're like, it's like water off a duck's back. You're like, mm -hmm. I'm fine. They, like, it's, that's good. No big deal. Yeah. You know, we'll figure something else out. Uh, but you, know, you could really, you can ruin a, a really good month mm -hmm. with, with a, a way you perceive something, yeah, <laughs> something absolutely. happening. Yeah. Uh, and for those around you, unfortunately. So I ask about the, the, what does it look like to thrive? Because I, I want listeners to have something to aspire to, to think, you know, like I had a, a great conversation with a, a guy about health, uh, Kevin Davis, and he was just really helpful at, at unpacking what hit for him are the four pillars of health and all this stuff. And it was really good. And he said, we really try to help people who want to, whose blood work is fine, right? There's no major thing but there's just something yeah. that they know yeah. that. And I said, my challenge to him was because it's my own challenge was well, what if you just don't know what that looks like? What if you like, you've been feeling this way for 10 years and you're like, I, I guess this is just how people feel. <laughs> we don't have that, that empath 
connection as much as would be helpful. So to hear of waking up with hope, waking up feeling loved, that's probably a better way than most people are waking waking up in the mornings. That's cool. All right. Uh, Obviously, you got to check out mindfixgroup.com, but tools, resources, strategies, maybe something you do to kind of keep yourself on course or, you know, practices you have. Mm, Goodness. Um, We have, we have a free training on our website. It's an hour long and it helps people break away from thinking that the challenges they're experiencing are them or their personality and that they're actually just patterns. And once you can see yourself as a great, amazing human experiencing patterns of thought or patterns of feelings or patterns of behavior, suddenly it becomes possible to have hope that things can change. So we have a free hour long training. Um, We have a newsletter people can sign up for. And we're just this month uh, wrapping up a uh, self-discovery workbook that we're going to be releasing. I'm not sure what we're going to do with it. We may charge a lot for it. We may give it away for free. I'm, I'm not sure, but it's a really beautiful um, uh, combination of a lot of the things we've put together over the years. So if someone is interested in that workbook, it's not available to the public yet, but we'll, uh, I'm sure we can have my email address uh, associated with this podcast. And if someone wants it, they can email me directly and I'll be happy to share that with them. Awesome. That'll be in the show notes uh, for the show. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Last question, five big questions. What encouragement do you have? Because it's rough to either get started and sometimes rougher to get going or to keep going, you know, for people who are on a journey of, mm-hmm. of, you know, undoing boulders they've been given by other people that they've accepted as their own stuff. They've can just contrived on their own. Uh, what encouragement do you have as we end our conversation? Uh, not all change has to be difficult. Like change mm. doesn't have to be hard and change doesn't have to take a long time, especially when you are addressing issues at the root level. You know, if you're, if you have a deep splinter that's causing you pain and you put band-aids and balm over it, it's a lot of work to kind of keep, you know, doing that over and over. But mm-hmm. If you just pull the splinter out, suddenly the pain can go away and you can heal up. And a lot of our mental challenges, the way that we think, the way that we feel, exists as challenges with root problems that can be subtracted or extracted. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that change can happen quickly and change doesn't have to be difficult. And we see it week in and week out over and over and over again. This is not something where it's just like, you know, this is possible for 5% of people. It really is That's possible right. for the world. That's yeah. right. That's a limiting belief right there. We need to work, we need to work on <laughs> only the lucky ones get this. <laughs> That's great. Well, Aaron, uh, mindfixgroup.com. Is that the best place for people to find your stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely. Awesome. That's so I'm, I'm excited about people finding more uh, as, they, as they dig into your work, finding about more about themselves and that, that true self. Um, that they, they might want to meet after, after a lot of years <laughs> of being somebody yes. else. So awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Aaron. It's great talking to you. Have an awesome day. Thank you. Thanks so much to Aaron for joining us on uh, today's conversation. This episode was so good. And uh, it, it's funny because the way that she talks about it, it seems 
so familiar or in some cases like, oh yeah, I, I get that. I understand that. But the leap for a lot of people, I think, is applying it and, and seeing, well, okay, well, that's maybe that's true for other people. Could that be true for me? Maybe that's that worked for you. Could that work for me? And that's what I love about what she's doing at mindfixgroup.com. You can check out the show notes for today's episode at madetothrive.coach slash 047. That's 047 for episode 47. Um, and you can uh, reach out to Erin, learn more about what she's doing, get access to that free workshop she talked about as well. Uh, so just a ton of really great stuff uh, that she's delivering for people. And again, another reminder to, uh, for us that when you work through your own stuff, you then have a platform to help other people. And I'm just really encouraged by this conversation. And I'm really hopeful that you can figure out if there's something that you've been wrestling with, something that's been holding you back, that it's worth digging into because the other side of it is not only a, a much better experience as a person, but also the permission to go and help other people do that same thing as well, fix that same thing. Um, as we've talked about before, making your mess your message. And uh, there's there's some really cool stories that that keep coming up about people just having the guts to get into the mess, <laughs> own it, and figure it out. And Aaron's been helpful with that. So um, hope you're enjoying that. Um, hope you're excited about uh, the little progress, the little incremental steps you're taking, or maybe some of these seismic shifts that like with like what Aaron provides uh, resources like this are, are linked to and available all at made to thrive.coach. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to made to thrive. Check out made to thrive.coach for resources and coaching to help you thrive in every area of your life and get your free assessment at am I thriving.com. Talk to you soon.